This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the war room. I would say only in Joe Biden's America could Steve turn trans in the, the matter of just a commercial break. Of course, I'm kidding. It's Natalie G. Winters filling in for Stephen K. Bannon as he departs to CPAC. You guys know our Force Multiplier Academy event, I think, has just commenced. So I guess Steve will be a little fashionably late, but he's so good at doing that. I guess I got to get my own my own bomber jacket, but don't go anywhere. We have a packed show. We got Ben Harnwell. I believe we have Ken Paxton, Catherine O'Neill. So much more, of course, continuing the pregame for CPAC. I, after this show, will be heading over there to speak about how to do investigative reporting that gets you not just sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party, but I would say on many uh, global and probably domestic watch lists, too. Well, Ben, joining us shortly, we're going to dive into Ukraine. Um, but I just wanted to kind of pregame a little bit on, on the Ukraine stuff, because I think sometimes we sort of lose track. We lose sight um, of the issue at hand. And what I mean by that is that this is a scam. You guys all know that. Um, but for so long, the goalposts on American foreign policy have been set by the MSNBCs, by the experts, by the elites, by the ruling classes um, of the world, especially here in the United States. We saw how abysmally they failed uh, when it came to COVID-19. But for so long, we've only ever had controlled opposition media outlets like Fox News to set the goalposts when we push back. That's why we're so accustomed to having congressional Republicans who don't fight for us, investigations and committees that wield nothing except talking points and mean tweets. But thank God for the War Room Posse for this show because we've been able to shift the goalposts and actually realize that American foreign policy has always been a scam to line the pockets of the military industrial complex. But for the first time, we actually have the platform to push back and make no mistake, that's why you're seeing all this Russia bad, Russia, Russia, Russia narrative sort of reemerge in the news cycle right now because they want to make the moral argument that we must continue supporting Ukraine and someone who has been, I would say, at the forefront of really outlining the realities of this war. This conflict has, of course, been Ben Harnwell, who joins joins us now. And I know we're coming off the heels of the, the Munich Security Conference, the, I guess, Davos is the sort of globalist meeting of the the minds or the the lack of minds um but i would say that that's up there um and i'm just curious coming coming off of that you know where do we stand in terms of europe paying their fair share i don't like that word um but in this conflict what is sort of the public sentiment there with what's going on in ukraine well i'll go into that natalie good morning to you i just wanted to firstly reference something that was uh that was carried by the Associated Press news agency, one of the largest, one of the big three press agencies in the world. Um, and I, I just picked this up now. I haven't sent it through to Denver because I didn't know you were going to start with this in your introduction. 
But there's an article here. I posted. Um, on, you can get it from Getter or, or Rumble. I posted up there with the video link. Biden wants people to know most of the money he's seeking for Ukraine would be spent in the U.S. Natalie, that is basically the military-industrial complex up in your face, right? This is telling you exactly what they're doing. You know, whilst, as we've been saying on the war for the last two years, uh, the, America is quite happy to fight Russia down to the last Ukrainian, and whilst they're, they're continuing to sort of funnel American taxpayers' dollars over to Ukraine, the money is actually going to the, the, the industrial base, the, the military-industrial base in the United States itself, uh, which I think Natalie, uh, just to pick up on what you said in your introduction there, illustrates just how cynical uh, this whole operation is and has been, because the cost of this war, as we as we said repeatedly, is being borne by the in first. You know, obviously, sort of, we're all very much poor poorer for this war, um, but no one is, is is sacrificing more than the the mainly young Ukrainian men who are being grind to a ground to a pulp. On the on the Ukrainian front line. Um, so when you hear the the Uni Party saying, "Oh, you know, this is outrageous what some Republicans are doing, holding this cash up, they're grandstanding, and all the rest of it," the point is, is that the money's not even going to Ukraine in the first place. It's it's going into the coffers to make the military industrial complex even richer. Okay, so just to, to move on, and I'll put the link if, if folks want want to read that. I, I read that this morning. I, I will put that link up um, if people want to get that article. So what's going on here in Europe? Whilst this civil war is taking place within the GOP in the United States and the constant pushing, the urgent pushing for $60 billion is continuing, what is the view here in occupied Europe with regards to this war? Um, well, there was an article today in The Guardian, which says that barely 10% of Europeans believe Ukraine can still uh, defeat Russia. Now, this is as we're moving up to the second anniversary, Natalie, on the 24th of, uh, of February, which is in, in three days' time. This is a very symbolic point for us to be in um, over this anniversary. There'll be a lot of taking stock going on um, in, in not only the European capitals, but all of the Western capitals who are constantly being asked to give more. And here, I think, are the key takeaways from this poll that was conducted over 12 of the 27 European uh, Union member states. Barely 10%, that's not even 10%, uh, believe that, uh, that Ukraine can still beat Russia. That is down, Natalie, from a year ago when the figure was over 50%. So that proportion in just the space of 12 months has absolutely fallen through the floor. Now, moving on, because here's the point I think that's going to directly concern American taxpayers the most, is this issue here that 41% um, of Europeans said that the EU should either increase its support or maintain uh, its current level if the US were to halt its military aid to Ukraine under a Trump presidency. So this debate, we've been having this here on the war room, I think now for, 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 for around six months. The point is, if in, in the, the eventuality Trump wins in November of this year, um, and then says, that, that's it, no more money to Ukraine, we need to have a negotiated peace. Only 41% of Europeans, these are your great allies, Natalie, only 41% of the European uh, continent wants to step up and fill the gap left by the United States. That basically means that when we're talking about European capitals right across 
the European continent and, and how much support they're willing to give to the United States. They're very happy for Ukraine to win if American taxpayers are paying for it. They're not so happy to step up and cough up uh, the money um, should America not do that. And I think that needs to be in the calculus of Americans at this moment as they're deciding uh, just how, where, how much and when uh, to, to give forward to, to Kiev at this point. Well, they, they know it's a scam, and it's so interesting that you bring up the first part of your statement talking about this new narrative that, you know, foreign aid packages for Ukraine are actually great for the United States. That was a talking point that was sort of wargamed by the White House back, Politico reported it, in October of last year, that they knew support was declining uh, for Ukraine. So they were like, how can we spin this? How can we euphemistically couch this so the dumb American people the Christian nationalists, the domestic terrorists, the same people that were throwing into jail for exercising their First Amendment rights. So they'll support this. And they, they came up with the idea uh, that Ukraine aid packages were great for America's industrial base and for our manufacturing jobs. And we tracked it. I did a story for warroom.org where this, this narrative ended up all the way down into local papers. Of course, the mainstream media ran with it. But I really think that that story is so interesting because it gives you such good insight into how our ruling class views foreign policy. In other words, instead of realizing that American people are not supporting this war because there's no demonstrable benefit for them in it, it's just, you know, bleeding, hemorrhaging money. They're like, how can we lie to them even more? And then, of course, they set up the uh, Office of Influence Perception and Management, which historically had been used to influence international propaganda campaigns and misinformation, but they turned it inward and in the, the within one week after Russia invaded Ukraine two years ago, which I know we're coming up on that second anniversary, they launched, they relaunched that office and they started it with a domestic program to basically wage, of course, Obama basically legalized propaganda, but to wage information warfare um, on American people. So I'm just curious, your, you know, unfettered, I'm sure the deep state would say misinformation riddled take on where we stand now. I be believe we're approaching uh, two years. I think it's February 24th um, that all of this chaos began. What do you think is the honest adjudication of where where it stands? It's um, going pretty badly, Natalie. Um, just, I have to just tie up what you were just saying beforehand before going into this. Um, about four or five months ago, if memory serves me correct, the person who on the Republican side who was saying almost the very word what Biden was just saying um, about the, the funds really sort of the, the investment really taking place in the United States and not going to Ukraine was our old friend Mitch McConnell. There's no clearer evidence, I think, of the, of the true brazen nature of the uni party than when you see these two people supposedly in different, different political parties parroting exactly the same policy position towards the same end, which is not to represent their various constituencies, it's to represent the US uh, military industrial complex, which drove this, you know, as Professor Mearsheimer said, um, has been saying from at least 2014 onwards, they've been driving this all the way. So what is the, the position here, Natalie, at this point as we head into um, the second anniversary? Well, it's not going too well, but don't take my word for it. I've, I've got two articles here for you. One um, in Bloomberg, which says that the war in Ukraine is turning in Putin's favour after months of stalemate. And, and a second article, this was um, in the, 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 the French Associated Press uh, news agency, one of, as I say, one of, this is another one of the big three, uh, with the headline, uh, 
Russia versus the West, is Putin winning? Now, I took a screenshot this morning. I, I wonder if Denver would be so kind. Um, uh, this is the, 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 the big lead article on, on, on Grudge this morning. Just, that just illustrates where we are as we move in. There we go. Is Putin winning? They've got the, they've got the most evil photo that they could possibly find of him. Um, just to sort of put this question across at this two-year anniversary. The war, Natalie, is not going well. And the, one of the reasons it's not going well, let's just, just look at the, 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 the simple numbers, it's the actual numbers that, that they still have. Um, well, there's one of these articles uh, that, that, I, that I just mentioned, which had an anecdotal uh, report that said that compared to this point last year, um, the Ukrainian uh, forces are reduced to about 60% of what they were two years ago, uh, excuse me, one, one year ago, whereas the Russians in the past 12 months have uh, increased their, their frontline uh, forces by about 150,000, taking it over to, I, 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 I think, um, about two, two times. It's, the ratio is about two to one now that the Russians have compared to the Ukrainians on the front line. Now, this is, is a war of attrition. It has been a war of attrition since the collapse and implosion of the counter-offensive, um, the, 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 famous, the, the famous spring offensive, then summer offensive. Since that collapse, it's basically been a war of attrition. Well, who, Natalie, is going to win a war of attrition? But it's those who have, it's the side that has the most resources. And that is, and as always, always, always was the case, Russia, because... This war for Russia is an existential war. Um, it, it's not for NATO. It's not for the United States. It's not for Europe. Um, it is an existential war for, for Russia. So it was always going to throw in whatever resources it needed in order to win this. So there we are. We're, we're coming up to the, 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 the second uh, year anniversary. There are two... Um, Articles. I don't know um, whether uh, whether Denver had time to, to process them. One of the reasons, because you mentioned the Munich security conference, I'm going to hold you earlier. there because I want to. I want to. I want to hold you through the break, and we're coming up against the break, so we'll save the articles for after the break. But I, I'd say the the buried lead of the lies that uh, you, the Ukraine war is great for America. If they they wanted to go the route of oh well, it's great for jobs. How about this? Why don't you guys do a meaningful, comprehensive audit if you actually wanted to garner U.S. support for what's going on in Ukraine and have us see that where our funds are going are actually supporting something worth supporting? But I think you guys know if we did an audit, I think support would fall probably below zero percent, if that's even possible. But Warren Posse, you can still go cpac.org slash warroom. If you're in the DMV area or if you're a, a journalist on one of those outlets, that's not invited rumor has it madeline peltz is attending our uh, force multiplier academy so i look forward to meeting her warren posse it's natalie winters and we'll be right back as we head toward a presidential election in november one thing you can be sure of 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other how will your hard-earned savings fare during this year you're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump the grocery store the dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, 
you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action. 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 War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. I know we've got a very busy few days Ahead, I get about five minutes notice when I have to host the show, but that's how we roll in the war room. So that's why Warpath Coffee is so important. I feel like I'm a living, breathing example of caffeine. Um, Warpath.coffee. How's that for a domain name? I feel like I got to up my She's So Right domain name to something more, more fitting. But all the guys over there, Steve always... Steve is, is very, I would say, elitist when it comes to coffee, something you may not know. Um, elitist when it comes to, to some things, and coffee is one of those things. So if he has uh, a Steve seal of endorsement on Warpath Coffee, it's probably worth checking out, I would say. Um, but Ben Harnwell, I had to cut you off. I don't have the authority to, uh, to blow the break. Um, so if you want to pick up where you left off running us through those two articles... Yep, thanks, Natalie. We're going to stay now, uh, I think, for the rest of my hit with the Financial Times. So we've got two up. The reason why the Munich Security Com uh, Conference was such um, a damp squib um, is because at the end, economic reality always kicks in. These two articles, just if, if Denver would be very quick, uh, they'd mind just pushing these headlines up whilst I talk. First one, France tightens budget as economic growth slows. And the second one, German economy to keep shrinking, Bundesbank warns. I'm going to post the links to those um, along with all the other links for my hit. This is the reality, Natalie, the reason why the European Union um, is, uh, is not able to, to pick up the, um, the, the, the funding of this war from the United States is because the money doesn't exist. Now, Germany is, is the largest by a long way, the largest economy in the European uh, Union. And I think France, would be, militarily speaking, will probably be the most independently minded. Um, so that, that's an, inter the inter an interesting pairing here. We're heading towards a recession in the European Union in, in these key economies. So the money simply isn't there. That's the reason why the pledges at the Munich Security Conference were, were basically non-existent. Um, it was it was just a fanfare for for the um, for our sociopathic overlords to be photographed uh, in front of the, the world's press. There were there were no big promises. Um, the the big I think you know you know what 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 immediate events only it was because most of the coverage was based around the fact that Alexei Navalny's wife was there and she addressed uh, the conference shortly after he'd been um, her husband had been announced had uh, died. Um, and that was the dominating headline. So really nothing came out of this. And everyone was expecting it to be sort of the, the, the big hurrah. This was the moment where when the Europeans were, were, were going to visibly take the baton from, from, from the United States and, and solidly promise to, to pick up the funding. It, it simply didn't happen. Um, and that's the reason why economic reality, Natalie, will always kick in sooner or, or later, and it's kicking in now. And of course, the other consequence behind the economic reality is the political reality. I'm not going to go into it now, but we have 
these big Europe-wide elections for the European Parliament um, in June, and that is concentrating minds. Now, you know, when, when those elections are two years away, when you're in mid-mandate, well, you can, yeah, as they do if you're a sociopathic overlord, you can ignore your electorate and just show condescension towards them. You can make them bankrupt. You can lose them their jobs, lose them their, their, their bank, their, their, their savings. Um, but when that election, and, and everyone is expecting this to be very, very bad for, for, for the mainstream um, centre parties, the centre-left and the centre-right uh, parties, expecting huge support for what, what, they, what they call, obviously, the, the, the far right, uh, when they are staring that reality in the face, then Ukraine is basically an expensive luxury. Um, as I say, the, the, the Europeans are very happy for America to pay for this, but if America is not going to pay for it, then the Europeans aren't going to step in and uh, and, and cover that. Now, um, if I can close with this point, Natalie, um, you're going to ask me what difference is MAGA making um, here outside of the United States, here in, in Europe? Um, and one of the uh, here's one of the illustrations I think of to, to show you just what a great force uh, you guys are. This this America First movement is now, and it is really starting to dictate the political agenda not only in the United States but also elsewhere because America is the the, the military and economically uh, culturally the most important nation on the planet. So so if this political force is so important in the United States, then it is going to have knock on consequences across the rest of the world. And one illustration of this is something I would have thought would have been unthinkable six months ago, certainly a year ago. There was a, they had the Financial Times, probably the newspaper I, I would respect the most of all the European broadsheets um, in, in, the, in, uh, in, in this sphere of, of the Atlantic, um, London-based, the FT. Uh, they handed over their op-ed page to Senator J.D. Vance, um, who wrote an article. Now, if I had an hour, I would go through this and just pick out basically every other line. It, it is nearly, well, it is word perfect. I will just pick up one simple excerpt. I'll post the link, as I will with all the other of, of, of these articles I'm referring to. So, and I strongly, strongly recommend um, uh, the Warren Posse should fish out this article and, and read it. It's absolutely excellent. Here's something that I think that Senator Vance said, and I just want to read this. He said, as the American defence budget nears $1 trillion per year, we ought to, to view the money Europe hasn't spent on defence for what it really is, an implied tax on the American people to allow for the security of Europe. Natalie, I, that, that is just word perfect. Um, and of course, Senator Vance is, is not, as you, uh, he, he's not part of the, the, the military industrial complex, the uni party. Um, he's not, I don't think, uh, first on the top of the list of Mitch McConnell's Christmas card list. This is a guy who said on this show, on this show to Steve, he said, you know, honestly, I don't really care what happens to Ukraine one way or another. And now here he is expanding his arguments. And it's a brilliantly, cogently written op-ed piece in the Financial Times, the most to-date broadsheet, um, in, as, as I say, um, uh, on this side of the Atlantic. Um and that's, that would have been unthinkable a year ago. It just goes to illustrate that those who now want to know what the thinking is inside this America First movement are, are getting to see this within the pages of the mainstream media. So something is certainly changing as, uh, as we view the situation, Natalie. 
got a few minutes before we let you go. I feel like we uh, unfairly pigeonhole you as as the Ukraine guy, but I know you have so much more political experience and you can talk on so many more things. I'm just curious from your perspective, when Trump wins, should be the third time, but technically the second term of the Trump administration, um, what do you think the pivot is going to be for this sort of globalist European ruling class, the military industrial complex, the people who basically profit off of, of crisis, right? Do you think they're going to double down and really try to revamp this Ukraine stuff? Do you think they're going to pivot to another global conflict in the Middle East? Like, What do you think, I'm just curious your thoughts, their, their kind of next steps looking downrange are going to be here? Honestly, I, I can't see this war still. Uh, I could be wrong, right? Um, but I can't see this war still being really a kinetic war by the time November rolls round. It's going very, very badly uh, for Ukraine. Avdika, uh, the, 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 the principal town um, in the Donbass, they lost that last week, uh, and now basically. Uh, General uh, Gerasimov, the the the, the 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 chief of the, the commander of um, of the Russian forces, is presently in Ukraine now to dis- to discuss with his key leaders on the ground uh, what the next steps are going to be. So I'd be very very surprised, um, you know. And the writing is on the wall. So that being the case, um, I think the, the the pressure will be on Ukraine to to. The moment has passed. The window has closed. What it should have done was before the counteroffensive was sat down with Putin and negotiate uh, terms that that would have when Ukraine was still in a position of maximal um, uh, positioning to be able to to negotiate for its own interest. Really, now it's in a very strongly weakened position. There are soundings coming out from Russia that Putin, you know, is, is ready to draw this thing to a close. I'd be surprised if this kinetic war is still in place in November. If it's not, excuse me, if the war is still going on, if, if, it, if there hasn't been um, uh, uh, some kind of ceasefire negotiation by November, uh, well, our, our sociopathic overlords will be looking, I think they'll be, I don't think I'm going to throw straight in to the next uh, to the next war to the next phase of the forever war for 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 for, for, um, for appearances sake they might leave uh, a gap i don't know like a few weeks or something since the withdrawal of from, from afghanistan before the start of this i don't know um they will obviously be working on something i don't think they're going to go straight away with it but it's the appetite now i'm in the west in the democracies is really that I think we're all warred up for the time being, but they will be plotting underhand as they usually do, what what the next incursion can be. Uh, with regards to Israel, I think we just have to, to wait and see on that. Um, what is interesting to see, uh, I would say, with regards to the West approach to Israel and Gaza, is just how large uh, the, how, this is unprecedented, I think, since the foundation of, of, of the modern state, the modern secular state of Israel, how large and, and uniform the opposition to Israel is right now. Uh, and that's not really, I don't think... And Ben, we're coming up because, against a break, so I, I got to let you go. But if the audience wants to follow you, get your analysis on, on all things, not just Ukraine, where can they go to do all that? They can on Getter, which is my social media platform of choice, at Harnwell, my surname.
Ben, I, I look forward to being able to have you on and we don't have to talk about what's going on in Ukraine because no more of our taxpayer dollars are going over there <laughs> to, con- conti- to continue what's going on uh, over there. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Natalie. God bless. Sometimes it's hard for me to interrupt the guests, but I'm learning how to advocate and speak up when we're coming up against a break. And I would say maybe, hey, in this break, go check out birchgold.com slash Bannon. And if you're ultra war room posse, bring your copy of the end of the dollar empire and have Steve sign it. That ultra MAGA Christian nationalism, domestic terrorism, probably too. Who can you trust? Government leaders repeatedly fail us. Self-appointed experts have led us astray. Distrust in so-called authorities is spreading like a bad cold. We can't quite shake it. But you are not as powerless as they'd like you to believe. When there's no one to depend on, it's time to rely and depend on yourself. Not sure where to start? Well, try this. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Grab a four-week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply for just 60 bucks off. Think about that. $60 off right now. My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families reach self-reliance. I want you to think about that. Reach self-reliance. These food kits offer meals, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories every single day. Sealed inside heavy-duty packaging that lasts up to 25 years in storage. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and protect your future with as many kits as you need. These kits ship fast, free, and arrive in unmarked boxes. With My Patriot Supply, when you order by 3 p.m., your food kits will ship the same day. Save $60 per kit. That is $60 per kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Welcome back to the War Room. It's still Natalie Winters filling in, or at least trying to, for the one and only Stephen K. Bannon, who is probably getting to CPAC now, talking to, of course, the elite of the elite War Room posse. Um, We got Catherine O'Neill joining us. There's an interesting story today in the Daily Caller, sort of highlighting a group that I think I had covered all the way back, even when I was at the National Pulse two or three years ago, called the U.S.-China Heartland Association, one of these sort of communist proxy groups funded by the Chinese Communist Party operating here in the United States, part of targeting that American Achilles heel to get access to our elites, our politicians, our ruling class to change policy so we can make it that the Chinese Communist Party can own farmland, because that just seems like a logical thing to let your existential threat uh, own farmland, especially when the globalist elites are so intent on weaponizing the food supply against us. But hey, I guess uh, when you're Joe Biden and you're so compromised by the Chinese Communist Party and ideologically you hate the United States, that's probably a policy made in heaven or at least uh, wherever that Chinese spy balloon is. Um, But we got Catherine O'Neill, of course, of Meriwether Farms joining us. Catherine, you are, of course, a rancher farmer out in the wonderful state of Wyoming. I'm just curious your thoughts on this whole Chinese Communist Party, you know, land ownership debacle. Have you had any personal experience with it? Is there some legislation that you think they should be pursuing to counter this? Yes, thanks so much, Natalie, for having me on. It's great to be back. Um, I think this is a huge issue that should be addressed in every state. 
I know that a few days ago there was a Senate panel there in the Wyoming um, State House and State Senator in session now. I believe that they were considering a bill to ban some foreign ownership of land, which I think it should be all, period, end of story. But I, I, I think it's it's good to know that there are people that are thinking about this in our legislature. I know that there were a few attempts before to try to do something like this, but Cheyenne is very swampy, unfortunately. People think that Wyoming is a super red state, which it is. The, the great people of Wyoming are very conservative. However, our representation in Cheyenne is, is not very conservative. So I'm glad to see that there are some efforts being made to address this issue. And Catherine, obviously, Meriwether Farms is killing it. Shameless plug. Doesn't Catherine's hair look really great? It looks pretty good. She's telling me she has no time because she's so busy dealing with all the orders that the War Room Posse's making. That's <laughs> to right. Take Kelly. care of herself, but she looks beautiful. So we're Thank we're glad you. we're glad you did your hair for us today. I'm I'm honored. Thank you. Uh, Steve, Thank of course, you. will always have Steve will always have the best hair. Um, but I hear you have some special kind of cuts of meat, some fun stuff, some special discounts. Do you want to let the War Room Posse know? Absolutely, Natalie. Yeah, between be running the company and being a mom of a very uh, beautiful 17-month-old daughter who takes most of my time, it's hard to kind of keep my own self in order sometimes. However, we do have a special today at Meriwether Farms. We are doing free shipping on all orders. So if you go on www.meriwetherfarms.com, anything you order will have free shipping. We try so hard on our end to keep our costs low so we don't have to raise your costs. We're, we're being really, um, you're, you know, we're trying new things and we want to make sure that we can offer you the best prices on, on the internet uh, for the best, the best beef. So go order now for free shipping. As always, we are so appreciative of your feedback. We're, we've just got so much love for the War Room Posse. And, uh, we, you know, we want to continue offering you the best product ever. One more time, where can the War Room Posse go to pile in and get some quality beef and steaks and burgers and all that good stuff? Absolutely. www.meriwetherfarms.com, free shipping. Also, you, you really should try our beef sticks, which are on, on the site right now. Um, they're amazing. They're super healthy. It's kind of like a Slim Jim, but Slim Jims are really disgusting, in my opinion. These are really healthy. The flavor is amazing. High-quality protein snack on the go. Um, I eat them for lunch almost every day because I'm so busy. Um, so, yeah, go check out our stuff and order for free shipping today. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Natalie. Great to see you. Of course. Our next guest, Attorney General Ken Paxton, I don't think needs any introduction, especially to the uh, globalist elites who certainly detest him, though I'm certainly uh, certainly certainly he's adding uh, to that list with the lawsuit he just filed. We got a short cold open uh, that I'd love to play. Denver, if you want to roll it. Hi, I'm Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Did you know that even though I'm the highest ranking law enforcement official in the state, I cannot go after those who commit voter fraud? That's because two years ago in an 8-1 vote, 
judges on the Court of Criminal Appeals ruled that local county district attorneys will handle that. That's crazy. Because in the blue counties of Texas, liberal district attorneys received massive amounts of cash donations from left-wing extremists like George Soros. Prior to that ludicrous ruling, I had over 900 cases of voter fraud in Texas. Join me in supporting these judges who will return election integrity to the Court of Criminal Appeals. Say no to voter fraud. Political ad paid for by Texas for Responsible Judges. We'll get into the uh, illegal immigration and their NGO aiders and abettors lawsuit after that. But you saw in that video, of course, endorsing some judges down in Texas. But uh, A.G. Paxton, I'd love to just get your thoughts. The number one question that I hear from viewers of the War Room audience is what have we done since 2020 and 2022 to secure the election going into 2024? And it sounds like you're trying to do something, but of course your hands are are tied probably by George Soros-linked prosecutors. So I'm just curious your kind of answer to that question, your thoughts. Well, first of all, I'm sad I don't have real red meat like your past uh, guest. I have, <laughs> I have metaphorical red meat. Uh, now, we actually have passed some good election reform bills in our, in our House and Senate, finally, after years of, of, of ignoring that in the Texas House. The problem we have now is that we have our Court of Criminal Appeals struck down a, a statute that was passed in 1951 that directed the Attorney General of Texas to prosecute voter fraud. And that now leaves local district attorneys who are funded by George Soros in the big counties to prosecute voter fraud. So we know that in like Austin, uh, uh, Houston and Dallas and uh, San Antonio, that those cases are not going to be prosecuted. So if the attorney general of Texas can't step in with concurrent jurisdiction to prosecute, Texas is on its way to becoming a, a democratic state. So I'm hoping that we're going to elect these three new uh, challengers and we can move our way back towards prosecuting voter fraud in the state of Texas. Now, I think all of these issues that you're attacking are sort of intertwined. I know it was, uh, I think it was Milton Friedman who said, you know, an open border doesn't coexist quite nicely with a welfare state. I would add an open border doesn't coexist uh, quite nicely with elections that are conducted without IDs or verification. And I think the Democrats probably know that uh, pretty well. Uh, but I know you just filed suit, I believe, yesterday or, or pretty recently um, against some of these NGO groups, one in particular, that you claim are basically helping to facilitate um, this mass migration invasion, however you want to couch it. I think mass migration is maybe too euphemistic a term. Um, but if you could sort of walk the audience through that lawsuit, sort of the, the scope, the boots on the ground perspective of how these NGOs are really intricately linked to what is going on at the southern border. Yeah, I'd be happy to answer that. I wanted to say two more things about the quarter chrome fields. That really matters to the entire country, because if we can't protect our elections in Texas, Texas will become a democratic state, I believe, in the next four to six years. And that affects the entire country, because without Texas, we don't have competitive elections and it's going to be a one party country. So I wanted to encourage people. We're in early voting right now that goes through March 1st. Election Day is March 5th. To vote for these people, Gina Parker, Lee Finley and David Schenck. And those are, those are very important votes. I think it's the most important election I've been involved in. So again, Gina Parker, Lee Finley, and David Schenck. To answer your question, yes, we just filed a lawsuit because we've been doing an investigation on all of these non-governmental organizations, often called NGOs, who are aiding and abetting the Biden administration, are being funded by the Biden administration to help basically illegals cross the border, and then they hide them. We think they've, they've created stash houses 
They're participating in human trafficking, and it's devastating to, to the people that are involved in that, and it's also devastating to our state, and the impact that it has on children is immense. And so we are trying to stop these illegal activities and the criminal activities being funded by our taxpayer dollars in the Biden administration. I'm just curious, speaking to the previous video, you know, where you obviously endorsed that that slate of judges. Um, but do you feel like you have adequate backup, whether it's in the legislature, um, just even from just a personnel staffing perspective, Border Patrol, you know, the leaders there, of course, you're not getting that from the, the uh, federal government with Joe Biden or the executive branch. Um, but, you know, do you do you need backup? What is sort of the, the missing part here that's making it so difficult for the southern border to actually be secured? So one of the challenges we've had is the Texas House has been uh, difficult to get anything good passed because our speaker, Dave Phelan, is largely, even though he's a Republican and everybody in the media covers him as a Republican, they, the media knows he's actually elected by the Democrats. The Democrats block vote with their 65 votes. He only needs 10 Republicans. He typically gives those 10 Republicans the best committees and shazam, he becomes the speaker and does what the Democrats want. So we don't get good election Bills. We don't get good border security bills. That we get instead them doing bad things like trying to impeach me. That's that is a Democratic initiative that was pushed forward by our Republican Speaker. And people often think, well, Republicans are doing this, but the reality is, no, the Republicans are commiserating in the Texas House. We're in these elections now to try to defeat not only the Court of Criminal Appeals, but also some of these House members and the Speaker who have gone off track and have been helping the Democrats. Surely a lot of these, you know, corporate establishment Republican types, they're so weak on immigration because that's, of course, what their their big backers, their donors want. They love the, you know, cheap labor. And frankly, I don't think they really believe in American sovereignty. They they I would say adhere to this global government, right, the concept of a, a global citizen. So, hey. Why do we care if the southern border is not secure? Um, but on on the NGO front, you know, do you think that it's something as simple as the reason why Republicans, you know, aren't really down to actually fight on this is just because of their donors? Or do you think, speaking to the video we played, there's something more nefarious? And I'm just curious with your investigations into these NGOs, you know, who is funding them? Where is the the drive to basically allow the the invasion of the United States? Where is that? precipitating from? Where's that coming from? Well, I know in Texas, it's the same people we're fighting on all these other issues. It's it's the Texans for Lawsuit Reform that was designed initially to stop abusive lawsuits in Texas, but it's it's mushroomed into a woke corporate group that Carl Rove's involved with, a guy named Dick Weekly of Dick Weekly Homes, and of course, they want cheap labor, so they want illegal immigration. So you get Dick Weekly and Dick Trabolsi in this Texans for Lawsuit Reform, along with a, their strategists, who recently got out of federal prison, a guy named Dennis Calabrese, who does a lot of the strategy for this group. And so it is big corporations funding these elections, and then these supposed Republicans won't pass border reform, election reform, and other important things, because all their money is coming from Texans for Lawsuit Reform and groups associated with Karl Rove. Uh, A.G. Paxton, if I could hold you briefly through the break, I got just one or two more questions for you. Um, But Warren Posse, we're starting CPAC today. Like we've said, it's sort of the uh, the pregame, maybe the the opening act for those of us who aren't into into sports. Uh, It's already kicked off. Like I said, I'll be speaking shortly. I also will be speaking on a panel 
on Friday and I believe one o'clock. I don't know the location yet. Steve is also speaking tonight. All of this will be live streamed, of course, on Real America's Voice. Jack Posobiec will be doing his show live from there. War Room will be live every morning and afternoon. I'll be co-hosting with Steve. We'll, of course, have probably the the best lineup the best run of guests it's always fun to see all the people who you use are used to seeing just their heads um in person so it's still not too late to go and get a ticket or if you're just going to be joining us virtually it's always a fun show i think steve's uh true addiction in life is doing the audience q a with the mic i think he really loves that (laughs) so i think he's really excited for 10 years patriot mobile has been america's only christian conservative wireless provider We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV and support a company that actually believes in America. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching incredibly easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT and get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV or call 972-PATRIOT. Remember, take action, use your agency, action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. We've got our final block, but we still have AG Ken Paxton with us. I just wanted to ask you before I let you go. I'm I'm curious. It seems like the Democrats and especially these like hardcore kind of left-wing activist groups really have their sights set on Texas. I think it's sort of a symbolic victory to them, right? If they could blue the state. They always love to say, "Oh, Texas is bluing because our ideas are so great." It's like, "Well, no, you're just kind of changing the demographics of the state and you're importing illegals who then vote Democrat. But sure, couch it as your ideas are so great. Um, but I'm just curious why you th- why you think they they are so intent on destroying Texas through immigration, through a host of measures, the Soros funded prosecutors. But why do you think they have their sights set on your wonderful, great state so intently? What a great question. Two reasons. One, uh, votes. Uh, if they can take Texas and they can turn a Democrat, they will never let it go because they'll fix the voting so we can't win like they have in other states. And then they control the country. Then we become a one-party system. There's no accountability. Yeah, we have some Republicans here and there, but we can't actually do anything. We don't c- control anything. That's that's the primary. The second is many people are moving from very liberal states like California and Illinois and New York and and they're moving to southern states and, and, and Republican states, western states that are Republican, midwestern states that are Republican. And they're doing it because they want a better opportunity. And so we're, we're successful. And the Biden administration doesn't like the fact that our states are growing. We're prospering. And so by bringing in all of these problems with illegal immigration, with crime and cost, then they hurt our state. 
And by the way, I should say, unfortunately, you know, I'm out in Lubbock today campaigning against an incumbent, Dustin Burroughs, who against a guy, Wade Cowan, who I'm supporting. And I'm out here and having to do this because guys like Dustin Burroughs were trying to sneak legislation in at the last minute a couple of years ago to, to get rid of my ability to prosecute voter fraud and make it impossible to pr prosecute voter fraud. And, and so that I'm having to call these guys out who are in my own party who are actually participating, participating with the Democrats in taking Texas down. So on this NGO lawsuit, what is sort of the, the path ahead? What does the time frame look like? Do you think they're going to comply with your document requests? How do you think it's going to shake out? Well, we made the document request to this organization, and they, they, haven't, they haven't cooperated. So now our goal, goal is to get those documents, and likely, if they are doing the things we think they're doing, we're going to pull their corporate char their charter so they can't do business in Texas. And the message here is, hey, if you're one of these non-governmental organizations doing things that are illegal, and you're helping aiding, aiding and abetting the Biden administration and the cartels, we're working together on this. If you're if you're violating federal and state law, you're not going to be able to do business as a charity and hide under that cover of darkness and non-transparency. We're going to discover it and we're going to stop it. If people want to attend all your events, follow you, stay up to date with this suit and, of course, all the the wonderful lawsuits, past, present and future that you've filed, where can they go to do all of that? So at, at Ken Paxton TX is our, our Twitter and Facebook, and then KenPaxton.com is our website. So love to, to direct people in the right, right direction about what we're focused on. Attorney General, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. War and Posse, we're getting closer to CPAC actually commencing. But I have to say on the topic of a far left individuals and activist groups not turning over documents seems to be, a, I would say, a habitual offense. The DOJ failed to turn over the transcript of President Joe Biden's interview with special counsel Robert Herr after the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees requested it. The Daily Caller has learned that's an exclusive just put up this morning. Shocker. The Biden regime is not cooperating with congressional investigators. I always say the circumstantial evidence that they were in business with the Chinese Communist Party and authoritarian regimes is just basically predicated on how they act because they act like Chinese Communist Party princelings who think they are above the law. And I could, of course, riff and rant here about how just... <laughs> The two-tier system of justice, all these words that you guys have heard so many times. But I don't know. I don't even think my anger at this point is directed towards the Biden family per se. They know they can get away with it because our congressional Republicans lack anything remotely resembling a backbone or a spine, right? I mean, didn't we just authorize millions, tons of millions, probably billions of dollars in new funding for the DOJ, giving the FBI brand new headquarters? Meanwhile, they won't even comply with a, a transcript request, absolutely ridiculous and the best we can do oh well oversight put out a really strongly worded mean tweet about it wow well when you're giving them all of our taxpayer dollars to build brand new fbi headquarters so they can target even more americans throw us into jail for daring to speak out against what they're doing 
don't mind if I don't like and retweet because I want more than that. And shout out to the Warren Posse because you guys have done much more than any of these feckless congressional Republicans have done on basically any issue. It's only because of you that we've been changing the narrative and holding the line on Ukraine on the southern border. So I'm excited to meet all you guys at CPAC, of course. But got about two minutes left. There's a quick video. You guys know I was just on the Whatever podcast getting to debate uh, adult film stars. They don't, it's a family-friendly show. And uh, OnlyFans, Degenerates. We'll play this clip just because some good, lighthearted fun. Watch it, the clip. Let it roll. Feminism, the pill, the sexual revolution, and I think OnlyFans and is sort of the end stage culmination of that cultural shift. And when you guys sit there and say, I feel so empowered by doing this. I do it because I love sex. I know you may think that, but there are forces that are a lot more powerful than any of us here. There are corporations that want you to be sitting there and saying that because they want you to buy into this narrative because they are intent on the destruction of Western civilization in the way that they have always done this empirically, whether it's socialism, communism, Marxism, has been going after the family unit. And what you guys do is detrimental to the family unit. Shots fired. Mm. I just love shagged. Imagine telling uh, War Room talking points on, I think, what was a seven-hour podcast to people who, fun fact, when I got there, they didn't even know who Steve Bannon was. So that was fun. But War Room Posse, I'm excited to not be in a room of people like that, but to be in a room filled with people like you guys. Also for my own physical health and mental well-being. Uh, like I said, we got the Force Multiplier Academy uh, starting. I guess it's already started. Starting shortly. Fun fact, Biden just canceled student loans for 150,000 people. He knows he has to buy votes because every single policy that they've put out is so woefully unpopular. So now they're basically just trying to buy votes. I guess uh, outsourcing jobs, outsourcing taxpayer dollars to unauditable, corrupt countries replete with human trafficking and sex trafficking maybe wasn't the way to win an election. And they know... They're not going to get the fix this time like they did in 2020 because we have a grassroots, fired-up base who's going to watch to make sure they're not stealing elections. Warren Posse, see you at- I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Dot com, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WarRoom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.